0: Welcome along to The Pineapple Podcast. I'm Anna Biles, a broadcaster of nearly 20 years and now Rural Affairs Specialist at Core Communications. In this podcast, I'll be meeting the people behind the Pineapple Estate in Dorset and finding out more about their journey through diversification.
1: For some here, it doesn't mean anything. For some, it's really important to come and look at the old photographs and they want to know what their unit was previously used for. And they love the fact that the cows used to walk through.
0: this episode I'll be meeting director Andrew Dyke to find out more about how and when the farm started to diversify.
1: We literally threw some walls up in here and it was it was our first office and then it got a bit expanded and it went up market had a toilet put in it <laughs> um, and it served us well for well 20 years I suppose but um, the building itself the fabric of the building was poor the roof, the roof was poor, and we. I took the decision to redevelop it two years ago. All the stone out of the original building was saved and that's what forms the majority of it today. We designed it, designed the plan, and then the the current tenant took it uh, off plan. We were building it for them. They've made certain alterations to the office layout upstairs. So now you've got production downstairs and office upstairs. We've incorporated some of the original features. So in the back of the the main office are the old granary doors that now actually go into the the service space but it's still there and they've still got the the big iron key that's painted red and green that we painted as children you know sits in the key cupboard but uh, so it's got a it's got a lovely story but it's it's been interesting from our point of view because we're a microcosm of how Insulation and environmental standards have risen over that 20-year 20 pe- 20 period. You know, We started, uh, all our buildings comply with building regs, so there's no sort of question on that. But you know, looking at the thickness of insulation was, what, 50 mil 20 years ago? Now we're looking at 110 mil. The walls are nearly twice as thick. And we would like to think that with the amount of renewable energy we produce and, and our forthcoming electric contract, what we buy and will all be renewable. We see all of that feeding into the overall aims and objectives of the estate and the message that we try and put out. You know, that we're not, going back to what we said earlier, that we fit within the environment, we don't impose ourselves on the environment. That's, that philosophy, Try we try to take that right the way through everything we do. So it's you know, like any business, there's always there's always things we could do better. We're not saying in any means that we've got this right. It is a continual learning process, continual evaluation process. But you know, we are trying to do our small bit.
0: Should we go on in and have a look? Yeah. So once you're inside, you would have no feeling that this was ever a farm building at all. No,
1: not at all. Not at all. It's been um, completely, completely revamped. Yeah, it's um, built to modern standards, built to be flexible. We don't know what this particular tenant's ongoing demands will be. They may wish to, to change it in the future. And that and, and we try and design on that basis.
0: And when you talked about the thickness of insulation and that, that must be things that matter to your tenants.
1: We like to think that we work with our tenants, not in the traditional commercial landlord, stand off a distance and just demand the rent approach we like to understand what our tenants are doing. We, we encourage them to come and speak to us if they've got concerns. We tr- try and canvass their opinions quite regularly on, on the challenges and opportunities they see. Are there things that we can do to you know, help them whether it's with a problem or whether it's an opportunity, doesn't matter. But it's you know, where can we be proactive in that, and does that then fit within the overall aims that we're trying to achieve as a family?
0: And the nature of the businesses here are all very different. This very much at the moment is sort of production based. Some of them are offices, so it's a, it's a real variety of businesses you've got based in. We
1: we've, we've tried to commu- produce a community. Yeah, you touched on earlier. Yeah, we are three and a half miles from the centre of report, So if you're, going to, you're probably going to drive. You're probably going to need to get your car serviced at some point. So therefore, it's beneficial to have, you know, garages on site that can can do that. There is a deliberate approach with that. We try and encourage. You know, because they are quite diverse, it's, it's not always easy. But we try and encourage into trading within tenants if we can or we will try and trade. It's trying to look at it holistically rather than it's simply a bunch of businesses that happen to be based.
0: So just upstairs, this is more the offices. So is this the same business as downstairs? Yes. So they have got their kind of production downstairs and offices upstairs. They've
1: got... So they've got seven units from us in total. And you can see, if you look through the, the glass, you can see the old... Door. The old barn door that which we were adamant we wanted to bring into the new building.
0: How important was that for you, though, growing up here, and the changes that have happened here over the 20 years, that you did retain some of those original features of the
1: farm? It probably only means something to me, but I can walk round the car parks and go, oh, I remember when the ge- I, And you see where the gateposts have been cut off, or I, think, I can go through one of them and think, oh, that's where the compressors used to be, where they used to cool the milk. And to me, it tells a story. I mean, increasingly, the story... Disappears into the realms of time. For some, some here it doesn't mean anything. For some, it's really important to come and look at the old photographs, and they want to know what their unit was previously used for, and they love the fact that the cows used to walk through. And you know, it's the, the story's there to be told if people want to. If the people want to, if people want to hear the story. But um, I think it's important. I think that. You know, we're only here for a short time. I mean, that, 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 I think is a Kenyan proverb which we've all heard, you know, we're not given it by our parents, we're merely lent it by our children.
0: So Andrew, this is another part of the business. You've also got self-storage units.
1: We developed it, or started developing it in about 2016. Mainly because we had what was then our old silage bits, and we saw an opportunity there. Modern houses don't have any any storage space. People clear out their parents' home. There's sentimental value. It's it's easy to put in. It's not hugely exciting to look at, but it's a, it's a useful adjunct to our business.
0: What gave you the idea in the first place to think we've got this site, this was a silage pit, we need to do something with it? Again, were you aware that there was a need for it or was it a let's try and see? I th-
1: I th- we'd, we'd We'd seen other sites where containers had been put in. We really didn't know what else to do with it. Obviously we were high, the, 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 the silage bits themselves were close to where, where one of the former trig points used to be. To put up a building would have been highly visible and we muted the, uh, that idea and sort of feedback that we received was, was perhaps not favourable. By putting them within the the confines of the old silage pit, obviously they weren't visible externally. And we've allowed the hedges to grow up and we've planted more landscaping to try and keep keep, keep the visual impact low. But no, we we thought that we might put 30 in in the first sort of four or five years. Instead of that, we're at nearly 100 containers. And um, we're driven purely by demand. We we buy to water uh, if we haven't got anything available. We try and make it relatively easy in, easy out. I think security is a big issue and you know we've, we've invested quite heavily in that. It wasn't something we, we foresaw as being as successful as it's been. We'll see what happens with the economy where the economy is and whether that growth keeps growing, but uh, it's been interesting.
0: In all that you've done, this included the things with the units, the campsite, have you come up against local opposition, people who are against change or against extra traffic in the village have you ever come across that or have you always managed to sort of maintain good relationships with the with the local community
1: we can't deny we are a, a disruptive influence uh, in the locality you know it would be it would be foolish to try and maintain that but we hope that for that disruption we've also given back you know we've got not just statutory but we've got permissive footpaths across the farm we would hope that certainly some of the businesses that we've got are useful to the local trade the the provision of the shop it's not just for our tenants and guests it's there for the benefit of the community if they choose to use it and we've just we've genuinely tried to be considerate when we first developed the park I had a a phone call from a near neighbour who was concerned that we were going to floodlight it and he was going to have this, or they were going to have this illuminated blot on the landscape during the winter months. And we invited him to the meeting when our electricians came down. He voiced his concern. Our electrician explained that with the use of photocells and time switches, uh, so we only illuminate in the winter, during the absolute hours where people will will be on the park. Most of the night, the place is dark. And I think it's those sorts of things. I think it's, you know, it's not necessarily big things that upset people. I think it can, sometimes it could be the small things that are easily solved, if you're willing to have that dialogue.
0: If you'd like to find out more about the Pineapple Estate here in Dorset, visit pineappleestate.co.uk. In our next episode, we'll be hearing more about the diversification here at the Pineapple Estate when I meet operations manager Hannah to talk about the campsite and shop.